Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 27 of the Computer Business Marketing Show. Our show today is brought to you by TechSite Builder. TechSite Builder is a hosted website builder that allows you to quickly and easily get a clean and professional website up and running for your computer or tech-focused business. Save time and frustration with TechSite Builder. Learn more at TechSiteBuilder.com. Today we have Stuart Crawford from Ulistic on the show to talk about how to leverage your competition to benefit your business. We'll learn why it's better to work with your competition, which is something Stuart calls coopetition. We'll also hear a story about fellow computer business owners' success with the Chamber of Commerce mixers, and also how do you gauge success on social media. All that and so much more coming up right now. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Computer Business Marketing Show. If you own or work in an IT services business, this is the place to be to learn how to get more clients, keep them happy, and grow your revenue. You can watch, download, and or subscribe to all episodes at computerbusinessmarketing.com. Also, you can catch our live stream on Facebook every Thursday at 7 p.m. Eastern. Just be sure to like the TechSite Builder Facebook page, click the following tab, and then there's an option there where you can select to see first so that every time we go live with a new episode, it'll pop to the top of your Facebook feed. And that way, while you're looking at baby pictures and cat videos, uh, this this video will, will pop to the top of your feed there so you can check it out. We love you guys joining us live on Thursdays. Uh, you guys are interactive. You ask questions and that's great. That really adds to the show. So we look forward to seeing you in the live show. Uh, today, I'm really excited to have is our guest here, uh, Stuart Crawford. Now, Stuart Crawford is an MSP marketing consultant and he works with Ulistic Marketing Agency. It's a marketing agency for managed service providers. And so what we're going to talk about today is it's an interesting topic. We're going to talk about how to work with your competitors instead of competing with them. Um, so that's going to be uh, an interesting uh, discussion, and I look forward to hearing uh, Stuart's thoughts on that. So welcome, Stuart. Thanks for being here. Matthew, thanks for having me. I really uh, appreciate uh, taking some time to invite me onto your show. Yeah, no problem. So before we jump into that interview, uh, we do, you know, just got some housekeeping things. So first of all, uh, thanks guys for uh, checking out the the podcast on iTunes and Stitcher. We really appreciate that. And you guys have been leaving some great reviews. Uh, I just wanted to read a couple of those really quick. A couple new reviews we got. One uh, says, I love hearing what Matthew is doing. He's my go-to person when dealing with marketing for IT companies. And I would trust Matt with any of my clients. Appreciate that. That's from uh, Innovate Marketing. Uh, and then uh, another um, review comes from our friend Jay Burley. I know uh, if you've been listening to this podcast for a while, you know Jay. Um, Jay says, the show has great content and inter- interesting guests. The host, Matthew Rodella, is friendly and knowledgeable. So far, the show topics have included SEO, marketing videos, newsletters, getting more reviews, social media, and so much more. My advice is have your note-taking app handy as you will want to remember these ideas to implement them in your business. Thanks, Jay. Uh, that's a great, uh, great, some great feedback there. Uh, and that, that's a good tip also, you know, when you are listening to podcasts a lot, if, I'm guilty of this as well, but I listen to like business podcasts while I'm driving or while I'm walking the dog. And a lot of times, you know, you hear some great uh, nuggets of information that you want to uh, remember 
so I would I would look into getting a good note taking app for your phone so that if you are walking around listening to a podcast, you can you know pop open that note note taking app like Evernote or something like that really quick, and then and then type in what you want. Um, so that's that's a great tip from Jay. Uh, appreciate you guys leaving those reviews in iTunes. Uh, if you if you're listening to this podcast in any kind of podcatcher like iTunes or Stitcher, go ahead and leave a review. Uh, let us know what you think of the podcast, good or bad. I uh, love feedback, hearing feedback from you guys, and it helps to make the show um, better. And uh, that's a win-win for all of us. Great. Uh, let's go ahead and jump into the Facebook group, the Computer Business Marketing Facebook group. This, uh, as you know, if you go into Facebook and search for Computer Business Marketing, you'll find the Computer Business Marketing group. Uh, we're getting you know new members in there every day, uh, and we love to hear your feedback and see what's going on and, and your tips and tricks for marketing. Um, and I also try to throw in some conversation starters in there, um, and it, it, we always get some valuable information from there. So one of the things I wanted to uh, highlight from the uh, marketing group this week is um, something that Michael Young said about his local chamber of commerce. So I'm just going to go ahead and read his post. He said, uh, this may not be computer business marketing specific, but I have to share my experience at the local chamber of commerce mixer tonight. I have not been very active in the chamber in recent months due to strains of business ownership, uh, but I have been very active in the past. So I showed up tonight. It was a mixer involving multiple local chambers of commerce. I saw a lot of familiar faces. I visited with them. But in, to, in addition to that, I was introduced to multiple people who I did not know who immediately expressed that they knew who I was or that I looked familiar to them already. One random person even came up to me and complimented me on a public appearance I did a couple weeks back. Of course, there were other people that I was introduced to for the first time that I'd never seen and may or may not ever see them again. But after enough incidental meetings, those people grow familiarity and become my friend also. My point of the story is that business networking is a slow burn. It's not a flash in the pan. You show up once, no one cares, and, it, and it's probably a waste of your time is what you're thinking. But consistency will make a difference in your sphere of influence in the community. So that, that's a great little a nugget of wisdom from Michael Young talking about how he had been doing Chamber of Commerce events in the past, hadn't done it in a while, but he had been, been doing other outreach, you know, doing... Um, doing talks and stuff in his community. And then he went to a chamber of commerce mixer and folks recognized him from different places he's been. And some of those uh, relationships that he's been curating over the years um, helped out because they started introducing him to other people. And, and I think that's just a great point about kind of most social type of marketing in general is that it's, it takes a while to build up that social capital, right? And you, you gotta, you know, spend time getting to know people not pitching to them, but just getting to know them, getting to know their businesses, getting to know their 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 lives, and then eventually, you know, they might not become your client, but they might get to know you and like you, and then start referring people to you. Uh, so it's really one of those things that it's it's worth sticking with. Well, Stuart, what have you what have you been your uh, experiences with those kinds of like chamber of commerce or business networking events? You know, I think you hit the nail on the head, Matthew, is that you, you, it is a slow burn. It's nothing that's going to, you know, have success overnight. So we were, back in my day of running my managed service business out of, of Western Canada, we were very active in our local chamber of commerce to the point where I actually served as an ambassador. And uh, you know, p- people get to know you in that role. I mean, it, yeah, sure, it was a volunteer type position. Sometimes it took a little bit, a few evenings uh, a month away from your family. 
but uh, you know there was a lot of uh, no, there was a lot there was a lot of value to that, and people get to see you. What I really appreciated uh, is that, you know the networking opportunities were always great, and I could talk more about networking um, you know anytime. But uh, you know what I loved about my involvement with the Chamber of Commerce not only was uh, all the great stuff that the you know that person commented on was they also was being an ambassador and volunteering for events when the mayor of Calgary would speak uh, on the, the, the state of the business world in, in Calgary, which is a you know, big city in Western Canada, I would volunteer to go hang up coats for 20 or 30 minutes. And then you would get invited in for dinner or for the lunch. And I sat down with the, the probably the one person that changed my business life back in the two, early 2000s. Hmm. And I met him because I volunteered hanging up coats and got to sit down and have lunch with him. And then I invited, I actually, Went back to my office, did my cold outreach. He rep- responded back in the days when people used to sp- respond to emails. And uh, he responded back and uh, invited me over, and we sat down for two hours. And him, the the owner of the Calgary Flames, the same story. Um, he was actually speaking at a Chamber of Commerce, and I just commented on how what much I enjoyed his speech. Uh, I, invite, I had the audacity to invite him out for a coffee. He said, come on over to the arena for a coffee. And uh, I got to I got to know him too. So nice. Um, you know, you're right. It is a slow burn, and you have to, you have to work it. It's one of those things that you have to work. And Matthew, if I can add just one last uh, thought on that. Sure. I was at a, a MSP event many many years ago. My good friend Stuart Phelps put it on. He called Spring Training for Business. And uh, there was a speaker there, and I, I I can't remember his name now, but uh, he taught. He said. Most people go to a chamber of commerce event with their prospecting hat on and you really need to go with your networking hat on. And that's, I think that's a mistake that most people do. They go there once and say, you know what, my clients aren't there or they're just other people trying to sell me. When you should really go in there, okay, who can I hook on to who, ha- who can introduce me to new people? And that's, right. what, that's what the chamber of commerce, that's the value the chamber of commerce brings regardless if you're in a big city or a small town America. Yep. Yeah, that great advice. And I think you're right. If if you just show up to a networking event and just kind of, you know, sit there and just hope for people to come to you or hope for things to happen, um, you you might not have as much success as if you are actively, you know, pursuing those relationships, seeking people out, asking them how you can help them, or just take interest in them, and eventually, you know, just being a nice person <laughs> and. Uh, and you, you know you can definitely get some. Sounds like you got some great uh, great connections out of out of doing just that. Awesome. Uh, yeah. Cool. So so that was a great post. Another one I wanted to talk about really quick was I asked a question in the group: um, what people define as success for their social media marketing efforts? Because I, I hear folks talking about you know, hey, I tried this or I tried that, and it wasn't successful or it didn't work. And and I was just curious to ask what what does that mean when you say it doesn't work or it wasn't successful? Um, so just real quick, some some answers we got was um, Brian said uh, two things really: increased brand recognition in my local market and messages in my inbox looking to book me. Uh, and then he said he didn't really care about likes, you know. So he's he's looking to to extend his brand reach, and I think that's kind of a good good thing to to look to do in social media. Um, Dave said he looks for engagement. So that can be anything from a like on a post to clicking a link. Um, but it uh, basically, he asked the question, has it continued my relationship with my fan base? 
So that's that's again, I, I think that's a good way to look at it is continuing a relationship, maybe you know for the clients or people who know from you in other ways, and then they start following you on social media. How do you just continue that that relationship with them? Um, that's a good thing to to look for in social media. Uh, Patrick Palmer said that um, he, his his idea of success is fans that come back to you and share your posts. So that's another metric to look for, right? Uh, are people are your posts interesting enough that people are sharing them? And I think that's a great kind of thing to strive for in social media when you're posting for your business on social media. Uh, is you know is what you're writing interesting or helpful enough that people are actually sharing it, and that's going to help get your name out there in front of new people. Um, that may not have heard you before. So I think those are all great, great um, ways to define success with social media. I think probably the one way you wouldn't want to define success in social media is how many like direct sales is it is it getting me? Because number one, that's hard to track, uh, and, and number two, really, you know, it 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 might not happen directly where you 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 know you write a Facebook post and then someone says, oh hey, let me you know hire this guy. Directly because of the Facebook post, it can happen, but um, that's that's rare. I think it's it's mostly you know there to continue relationships, to deepen relationships, to keep clients in in, in contact with you, to keep top of mind with the clients, and then to to get that engagement and that that sharing so that you can get in front of other people. Uh, what, what do you think, Stuart? What what would be your idea of success with social media? Well, all those points that you raised, Matthew, are, are totally valid. The other one area I would kind of expand on is what we were talking about prior to this was at the you know when we looked at the Chamber of Commerce discussion, I look at social media as something to do with people that I meet face to face, and it's an activity that I use between face to face meetings. So a, a compliment, right? It complements everything that you do, and you're right. Nobody, nobody has gone up. Not nobody's ever came to me and said I got a new client because I put a, fo- a Facebook post up that I'm taking, you know, break fix calls tonight and, you know, if anybody has a computer problem, call me. I don't right. know if anybody who ever got any business from that. Uh, I love to be proven wrong, but I don't think I've ever seen that. But, I've, you know, ultimately, you know, we're in, we're all in business to, you know, make money and make, you know, for revenue and, and, and profitability. And some people do that through, you know, many different, you know, avenues. Some do it, you know, the old hardcore sales way. Some do it through humanitarian activity. But at the end of the day, you, got, you have to have a run, run a prof- profitable business. And I look at all of our marketing, not only just social media, but everything is, you know, how many new opportunities am I presented with? And you're right. It may come indirectly. I've had, I've had conversations with clients where, you know, we've uh, posted something on their Facebook page about Cisco and a Cisco, uh, you know, enhancement to a Cisco firewall. And that just tweaks, tweaks somebody's memory to give them a call and talk about something different. Right. So, you know, it's visibility is super, super important. But you can't go on there, go on there, and just constantly pimp your stuff out there. You're gonna you're gonna turn people off faster than uh, you know. It's harder. It's hard enough to get people to follow an IT computer services company on uh, on social media. You don't want to turn those few valuable contacts away. Turn them off. Yep. Cool. Yeah. Great stuff to think about. And I think you know it's it's still for a lot of folks. It's still a relatively new. Um, Frontier, and especially for business, and it's it's hard to figure out. You know, I'm doing all this stuff, but is it really working? Um, and I think just just keeping in mind, you know, providing value and just having a way for you to 
to be continually out there. So that means, you know, be consistent, keep, keep posting and, and keep putting helpful stuff out there. And you might not see engagement right away. It, it takes a while, just like anything. Slow burn has been kind of the, the key word, the yeah, magical Matt, word. Of the, you ever heard of a gentleman by the name of Chris, uh, Chris Brogan? Yes. No, Chris taught me very many, many years ago, eight, eight or nine years ago, the 30, 60, 30 principle. So spend 30 minutes a day reading what's going on in social media. 60 minutes was the big piece, engaging with other people. So liking other mm. people's stuff, sharing other people's stuff, and then spend the last 30 minutes uh, publishing your own stuff. Nice. So it's all, it's all about engagement. You, 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 people aren't going to engage with you unless you go out and engage with them. Great. I love it. Yep. Great tip. Cool. So, um, you know, if you want to get these tips and, and a whole lot more, there's, there are so many posts that I, I could spend an entire podcast episode just talking about things that have come up in the Facebook group. So head on over there, just search for computer business marketing and Facebook. You'll find the group there. We got a couple super easy questions you have to answer in order to join just to make sure you're not a spammer or, you know, just to make sure you're not just some random person. Uh, we're just looking for, you know, computer business owners or folks who have IT services business or work in the IT industry um, in that group. We'd love to have you and we'd love to talk marketing. All right. Uh, we, we've got a great interview here talking about how to uh, leverage your competition. But first, I just wanted to give a quick shout out to our sponsor, and that is TechSite Builder. TechSite Builder is a fully hosted website builder for computer business owners. So if you have a website that's starting to look old or outdated, or you're having problems uh, keeping it updated, or you just don't like the way it's it's performing, you know, maybe it's not getting you leads or it's not, you know, at the top of, of the Google search results, that might mean you need a, a website overhaul. So if you do, you know, take a look at Tech Site Builder. Uh, I built Tech Site Builder to number one, make it super easy for you to log in, get uh, you know, fill out some of your information about your business, and then bam, you have a you know a nice, clean, professional-looking website ready to go. Uh, from there, there's lots of things you can do to make it uh, SEO optimized, or I guess that's a, a double um, meaning, SEO'd, uh, so that it's search engine optimized. Um, we have some videos to help you figure out how to do that. Um, and then there's, you know, it's already, it's built to be optimized for search engines already. And then you can go in and kind of do some stuff with keywords and, and other things to take it to the next level. Uh, we make sure it's super fast. Um, and we also make sure that, uh, it's effective. So we, you know, we highlight your contact information. And I think that's really important if you run a, a IT services business is if someone's visiting your website, they, they need to be able to contact you very easily. So, you know, phone number, address, social media, all those different things, a contact form, we make it very easy for you to implement that on your website. And then, of course, from there, we have things like testimonials that you can put up there, a map of your business location you can put up there, um, lots of awesome looking images that you can add to your website. So it's really just kind of a one-stop shop so you don't have to worry about the headache of, you know, getting your hosting, finding a WordPress theme to put together, then downloading stock images, then get it, you know, writing the content and all that stuff. We take care of that for you so that you can have an awesome website for your computer business. So check it out. Go to techsitebuilder.com and, uh, and get a new website for your computer business. All right. 
So now the time we've all been waiting for. This is uh, our interview here with Stuart Crawford. He, again, is uh, an MSP marketing consultant with Ulistic. And Ulistic is a marketing agency for managed service providers. So uh, instead of you know me yammering on about Stuart, I'll let Stuart, you can go ahead and kind of give us uh, the rundown of a little bit of your background, where you come from, and how you ended up uh, where you are now as a MSP marketing consultant. Thanks, Matthew, and good evening, everyone. And I really appreciate the opportunity to come on this evening and talk to you. Um, my background is I'm a technician. I, you know, I have my MCSE, my CNE, my Cisco certifications. Gee, Matthew, I think I think I'm even certified in Citrix MetaFrame 1.8. <laughs> wow. but, you know, but you know that that's all, and that's all good stuff. And um, you know, I you know I built a very good career being a technician. And, uh, you know, I'm going to skip through a lot of it, but, you know, I, I retired from the Canadian military in 1997 after nine years of service in the military. Um, got, I got my IT training in the military, Banyan Vines, Windows 3.1. So I've been at this game for a little while now, uh, losing my hair. So, I've, yeah, I definitely got some experience. Um, <laughs> I, I worked for a number of different consulting firms, uh, and then and eventually – in 2001, I met up with uh, two great guys, Tony Ma and Rob Hay. Um, we started a company called IT Matters in 2001. We, we grew that company to $5.5 million in annual net sales, 50% uh, of it being MRR and 50% being products and services and software. Mm -hmm. And um, I had the gift in 2008 to uh, sell my share of the company to my partners and then they in turn sold the company to E.S. Williams in 2008, 2009, somewhere around there. But you know, in that in, ex, in that experience, of what what I realized during that that the three of us we were all technicians, and that would really only take us so far. And in 2004, I uh, became a marketer, uh, and I changed our company from being a tech, technical company to a marketing and sales company that marketed and sold IT services. Interesting. Yeah, it really, it really, because I went to, I went and saw Harv Ecker speak and a few other guys at a conference in Orange County, California, in two thousand four, and it just awoken me. And I was, you know, I was following those guys. I was following the Robin Robins of the world. I was following a lot of people. I was never buying anything from them. I was just kind of gathering all their knowledge, stalking, <laughs> stalking them a little bit. But I learned, I learned. You know, Bob Bird became a very good friend of me. Bob wrote uh, books called The Go Giver and Endless Referrals. I took all those lessons I learned and put them into practice in 2004. I joined HTG that year and became a member of Heartland Tech Groups, Tech Select program, and really started understanding peers. And this kind of gets into what we're talking about today, about working with competitors. Um, and, you know, we built that company to $5.5 million. And then I started, you know, I, I was lucky enough to get out of it in 2008. I was, it was time, you know, for me to bow out. Um, I started uh, Ulistic in 2010 as a small with a partner to start a small business marketing agency. Had no desire to go back in IT at all. I was burnt uh -huh. out of IT. Didn't want to see another server switch router at, at all. I was done. <laughs> and all my IT friends started calling me. Hey, Stuart, can you do what you did for IT Matters for me? We picked up one client, two, three, and four. And now we're eight years into it and still doing the same thing. Nice. Uh, so, you know, we're uh, you know very fortunate, and very blessed to have some great clients that have been with me for a number of years. And I, you know, I was listening to your, I was listening to your talk there, Matthew, and said, you know what, this is exactly what you and I are like. We're, you know, we're we're two, you know, some would look at us and say we're competitors, 
you know, we build websites, yep. although we don't do it the same as you. We do it a little, we have a different methodology, but not, I'm not saying any way is right or wrong. Uh, it's just different. Um, and, you know, there's opportunities there because we may get opportunities that don't, you know, fit our model that may fit your model perfectly and vice versa. So, you know, that we're, we're, we're a great, uh, we're a great reference point for what we're talking about tonight. Right? Yeah. So guys doing probably the same thing to a certain, certain degree, sharing information with each other for the, for the greater good of the community. Yeah. And I think that's, um, that's a great uh, segue <laughs> into our topic, which is, you know, how to, um, leverage your competition and not, you know, look at them as, as your competition or, um, you know, look for ways to partner with your competition um, when it comes to marketing your computer business and just uh, providing different services. So th- this was a topic that you you kind of pitched to me as as something that you thought would be good for the show. So why don't you just kind of get started with um, what your thoughts are and maybe some experiences you've had with how working with competition uh, can be beneficial. So yeah, this is, so again, good good topic. Um, actually, it's funny. I have a Facebook group similar to yours. Uh, I think it's IT and MSP marketing, something, whatever. It's like if you Google it on, uh, on Facebook, you'll find it. But uh, this, this, actual, this actual question came up today in our Facebook group. It says, how do you work with competitors? And I, I reply back, watch tonight at 7 o'clock. Because <laughs> I'll share some experience with you. So, but, you know, I was much like everybody else on this call uh, on, uh, one time. I was obsessed with what our competitors were doing. I was concerned. I was trying to mimic them. I was trying to do everything to stay, you know, you know, keep up with the Joneses type mindset, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, hey, you know, these guys got Cisco, so I got to get Cisco. This guy's got Microsoft. I got to get this Microsoft certification. And it ended up just killing me, you know, with my sanity. I was just, I was so obsessed with it. And uh, and a friend of mine took me aside and said, Stuart, you know what? Stop worrying about your competitors. Go out there and partner with them. So uh, I met a few IT companies. Again, some of them are still f- clients of mine today and friends of mine today um, that I do their website for, manage their web presence and stuff like that, similar to what you do. And, um, you know, and they, you know, they, they call, you know, what, actually how it started is a funny story. We, Tony Watford, a good friend of mine, him and I were bidding on a, on a job together. I can't remember the client, but he ended up winning the, he ended up winning the business. He, they, the person selected his company and instead of me getting all bitter about it, I said to the guy, I said, you know what? You made a really good decision. Tony's a stand-up guy. He'll take good care of you. Uh, and, you know, and the person, that person really, he shared that information with Tony, and Tony actually called me, right? He said, hey, thanks for doing that. And, then, and something happened, and Tony lost the business a few months later, and the guy called me back. So I looked, if I would have bad mouthed Tony, maybe I wouldn't have got that phone call, first off. <laughs> right. But Tony helped me on a lot of other things too. We actually went into another deal where he was the incumbent IT provider, and this guy called one of the another company, and he called me. And this guy, you know, you ever have those deals, Matthew, where you think, you know, there's something stinks about this guy, right? You know, I just don't mm-hmm. trust him. Yep. So I called Tony up on the phone. I said, Tony, uh, one of your clients called me. Wants me to give him a uh, quote for services. Tell me a little about this guy, right? He says, if you tell me not to go after it, I, I respect you and I won't go after it. Cause we had a we had that mutual trust with each other that we wouldn't go after each other's business unless we had the okay from the other guy to do it. Uh, and then Tony said, you know what you you know what you should do? You should run away really fast. I'm suing I'm suing this guy. Oh. He lost uh, he lost a bunch of data. Didn't take his backup recommendation. 
and it got ugly. And I said, "Red flag, I'm leaving. I'm back." And I called the guy the next day. I said, "Sorry, I'm not. I can't. I can't do any work for you." Uh, because Tony and I had that relationship. Now, if we if we didn't have that relationship, he would have said, "Yeah, they're a great company. Go work with them." Right, knowing the whole time that you know that they were shysters and didn't want to work with them. So, um, so that you know that's that's what happens when you create really good relationships with your competitor. Uh, Mike Parasato, who ran uh, CPU Technologies in Calgary, he I got him a job with one of my clients now because he sold his business uh, and and got a, you know got a, and he went to work for one of my clients. You know, we do a lot of you know, a lot of stuff happens even today that happened 10, 15 years ago. But, uh, you know, what we realized was we're going to, you know, there was a lot of business in, in Western Canada and there was no way that I can service everybody. Right. Or nor, nor could I hire people, uh, to do the work. Like, so for example, I, you know, Cisco firewalls were not my strength, you know, but Mike had a Cisco firewall, uh, specialist on staff. So I would outsource mm. the Cisco consulting to Mike's company uh, because I didn't want to go. I, I didn't have enough work to keep a Cisco guy busy eight hours a day, but I had enough work to keep Mike's guy busy, you know, four or five hours a month, which helped him keep him busy eight hours a day and vice versa. We had a lot of uh, experience in the oil and gas industry. So a lot of our friends would call us and say, Hey, what do you know about uh, this application in the oil and gas industry? Can you come and have a look at it for us? And, and give us some recommendations. So we 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 started sharing a lot of business opportunities back and forth. Keep in mind, there were still a lot of guys out there who kept their cards really close to their chest and wouldn't let anybody in. And that's fine. Those guys were not part of our little network. But right. it really, you know, I, I think I told you this earlier, Matthew. Is, you know, the, the, we coined the phrase "coopetition," right? <laughs> yeah. yeah, we were competitors, and I still wasn't going to share. I still weren't wasn't going to tell you my trade secrets. Which, by the way, we're IT companies. We don't have any trade secrets, <laughs> you know. But you know, because we all set up Windows servers pretty much the same way. We'll set up Office 365 these days the same way. Yep. Um, you know that. Uh, you know, it was great to have those guys in my corner and 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 be there for me when I needed them. Yeah, you know, for me, one of the things that I've found that's really helped, you know, the the whole competition thing not be an issue is to. Um, kind of focus in a little more on on some kind of niche, whether it's you know an, an industry niche that you specialize in servicing, like you mentioned, oil and gas, or you know it can be you know dentists or doctors or you know some kind of service that has a particular type of software they use that takes a while to get to learn. Specialize in that, or specialize in a service type, like you know you can be the go to person um, on data recovery. Or you can be the go-to virus removal person. Um, get really good at one thing, um, and that makes it so much easier to form these partnerships because then you know you, you end up being the expert at that one thing, and then everyone's going to refer their you know their problem issues to you because they know you can take care of it. And then you know everyone who needs kind of more general support, you can you know have relationships with those guys and and refer them off to those guys and have kind of that symbiotic relationship without worrying about stepping on anybody's toes. That's correct. And, uh, you know, the other thing that uh, we realized well into this cooperation group that we call ourselves was that, you know, if, if, again, if somebody, if one, if we were all working together, we either shook on it and said, may the best man win or best woman win. And the picture was, and we all went in there with our, you know, our best effort, but there was no bitterness at the end. Right. And, you know, you're, you're bang on that, you know, industry expertise, knowledge, uh, you know, there, there's just so much, there's so much opportunity out there. You know, you know, the ones that, 
have this, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, scarcity type of approach. Yep. Don't, they don't end up winning at the end. They kind of struggle. And I, I don't want to say lose because I hate, hate using that word lose, but they struggle to, they struggle to, to get ahead. Yep. And the ones that go in there with the abundance attitude, like I say, you know what? Hey, there's enough IT services business out there to keep me, you, and 50 other guys. <laughs> right? So, right? okay. So, so now what I, I can hear some of my listeners um, saying this, uh, is yelling this at the computer, maybe, um, is, you know, I, I know a lot of these guys might live in smaller areas or smaller towns where they feel like they're kind of fighting for every, every client they can get because the, the pool of clients is, is not as big. What, what would you say to folks in that, that situation? Well, you know, that uh, comes back to an old friend of mine, Carl Bryan, told me this, that, uh, you know, Stuart, you're going to make more money and be more successful trying to be different than trying to be, be being different than trying to be better, right? So for oh, those guys in the small community, find out what makes you different. Maybe you are the agricultural computer service person, right? Or you have an expertise in a certain type of technology. Maybe it's Dell, HP, Lenovo. I'd pick your take, pick your poison, right? <laughs> um, you know, and you know, and try and you know, try not to be the generals where you're going against each other. Um, and maybe, just maybe, if you all realize that there's not enough business to go around, isn't it better to have two heads? Isn't two heads smarter than one? How about you ever thought about joining forces, becoming one organization? Instead, you know, instead of trying to be two organizations and get a smaller piece of a bigger pie. Right. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, I like that approach. That's 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 something I'm, I'm sure probably a lot of folks haven't thought about. But that, that's a good that's a good point. You know, Matthew, you may have a skill in something, and I don't. And this is the first time you and I have ever spoke. But I may, you know, as we develop our friendship and our relationship here, I may realize that you have a unique skill set that I need. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, I can elect to partner with you call you up and say, Hey, why don't you join the holistic family? Right. And, and bring, you know, bring your skill set into our family or we can, uh, or, or, or there's another option, which is full acquisition, which, you know, which is not the partnership type of thing, but right. you know, there might be, there, you know, might be opportunity for us to work closer together. And the same thing happens in the IT service business that, you know, you may, you may have a real good strength at sales, right? And you need technicians and, or you might be a great technician and you need a salesperson, right? Right. Okay, same thing. Join forces and, and and bring and and bring it together. And I think I can picture the guy who's screaming at the computer right now. <laughs> yes. Yeah. We we've all talked to guys like that, and they're out there, and and uh, you know they they're um, they're trying to get their business off the ground or grow their business in a small town, and and they're always looking for for you know ways to do that. And I think that's that's some great tips. Also, you know, it's worth. It's worth maybe exploring doing you know remote services where you can kind of branch out of your local area. Because, you know, I have a you know let's let perfect example. So, Ulistic is in Fort Erie, Ontario, Canada, a town of thirty thousand people. We are in Sebring, Florida, which is a town of thirty thousand people. <laughs> I will probably struggle if I decided to sell advertising services and marketing services to the painters, roofers, and those guys at either location, right? Right. Especially when Highlands County is the fifth poorest county in the United States where I live, right? The but you know what? I've decided to specialize in IT service organizations. So now the world is my market. We have clients in Australia, England. Just signed one up in Scotland yesterday. So you know we have clients globally. I'm I'm not I'm not relying on the small population in Fort Erie. And the same thing could be in uh, you know in the computer service business. 
I have clients that do nothing but healthcare, and New England is where they are, but they have clients in Las Vegas, San Francisco, Seattle, because they're the experts in healthcare. And I think there's one guy, I don't know if he's a member of your group or my group, uh, but he travels all over. He's based in Wisconsin. Hmm. He travels all over the place. I still get to figure out what his specialty is. <laughs> right. But he's all, every time I see him, he's checking in at a different airport, right? Nice. But, uh, you know, he, he's elected, to, I'm, I'm assuming, that um, he has a specialty in a certain industry. Yep. Yeah. And then you become in demand and then you can travel around like that because, uh, you know, there's, there's not a lot of folks doing what you're doing if you're a specialized, you know. And you know the other thing about that, Matthew, is mm-hmm. more dollars. Right. Yep. And you can start charging more. You're not you're not fighting it out for twenty five dollars an hour to do virus removal anymore. Exactly. Now, Dave, um, in the uh, in the Facebook video, made a good point. He said the best thing about working with a competitor is you've got someone covering your back when you're on vacation, sick or otherwise. Very That's true. another well, great way to think. Well, about you have it. that agreement in place that says you're not going to go and steal my business because you got to have. Agreements make agreements are like fences. They make great neighbors, great relationships, right? So you got to have those agreements in place mm-hmm. that say, hey, here are the rules that we're going to play by. It, it could be a handshake as long as it's mutually understood, or it could be you know written out on a formal legal um, thing. It's, it's whatever you, whatever you want to do. My recommendation is keep it simple. Yep. Just make sure everybody has a firm understanding of what the rules are, and uh, you know when I I'll cover for you and I won't poach your clients. You'll cover for me and you won't poach my clients. Right. But cool. about that's that dating phase. You might realize that, you know, we're really good together. <laughs> yep. Nice. Uh, and uh, Dave asked a question, should computer repair business owners like each other's Facebook pages? I guess, you know, in, in groups and stuff, every now and then you'll say, hey, you know, here's my Facebook page, like it and I'll like yours and, and let's go back and forth. What, what's, yeah, I'm... I don't see a problem with that, really. I mean, I have I have some people that get bent out of shape when they see a competitor on their newsletter list. Okay, well, you're writing about crack, you know, the not not the drug, the uh, <laughs> right, right? Yep. They're getting the same information from Sonicwell, you know, ZD, uh, ZDNet, whatever information, I, the same information you are, right? Yeah, I would expect my competition to you know be on my list so that <laughs> you know because you just want to know what's going on and what other people are doing and. So that, that might be a good opportunity to reach out to that competitor saying, hey, I noticed you're on my newsletter list. What did you think of my last newsletter I sent out? Um, you know, I'm, I'm open to any tips or, or you know, whatever. That would be a great kind of conversation starter. You know, you, know you know what happens there, Matthew? They, you, scare the, you scare the heck out of them because they weren't <laughs> expecting that phone call, right? Yeah. Whoa, what are, you, what are you asking my opinion for? Like, you're a competitor of mine, right? Yeah. Some, people, some people just don't know how to take that, right? And they, right. Get, they get skittish that way. Yeah, um, so good. So this has been some great info and I think some good insights. Uh, before we wrap up, um, I had a question, you know, what, um, so say, you know, you're either you're just getting started or you've been running your business and you haven't really been reaching out to competitors. What is, how do you get started? Like, how do you go, go seeking out um, your competitors and how do you know which ones are good to, to befriend and, and, and how do you kind of get that started? It goes back to a conversation we had about 30 minutes ago. You know, the Chamber of Commerce is a great place for that. Mm. You can go and meet other people there in a social setting, uh, see what they're like, see how they interact with people, watch them, maybe maybe just study them from the far before you go approach them and and see what they're like. And if they're, you know, if they're great people to go and approach, then go and have a conversation with them. And just, you know, it's the old thing, you know, you want to you walk before, you know, want to crawl, walk, and then run, right? So you may just want to, you know, maybe just 
before you do anything and share any client lists or trade secrets or whatever, just maybe just have a few, you know, see what they're like in a social setting. Go out for coffee. Maybe, maybe uh, the spouses can join for dinner and, and get to know each other that way. And, and then follow, you know, maybe like them on their social media and see what kind of stuff they're doing. Just see, you know, mm-hmm. just to see what, just to see what they're like personally. And then, uh, and then if you get a good comfort, you know, if you're, you got to trust your gut, right? That's a, that's the thing. I always say think with your gut, gut first, then your brain. If you <laughs> yeah. get a good feeling in your gut that this person's good or you get a bad feeling, well, my, my wife always tells me, trust, you know, trust my gut because it's often right. And if you, and she says, I don't get a good feeling off this guy. Usually she's right. Right. Yeah. And that's yeah. The thing that just, 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 you know, get, 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 get to know, get to know them socially first. Uh, I used to, I, I like, I love to play golf, right? So I used to take people golfing all the time and I can tell the personality of a person, just how they act on the golf course, right? How they walk on the green mm. when I'm not looking at the kicking their ball with their foot and then marking down a five when they really took a six, you know, I get to see what type of person they are that way. It could, and, uh, if they're, if they're, if they're great and they're stand up people that way, chances are in business, they're going to be exactly that same way. Interesting. Yep. Awesome. Great. Uh, so before we wrap up here, why don't you tell folks about a little bit about Ulistic and what you guys do there and uh, the type of services you provide? Well, so we never even rehearsed this, so I'm, hopefully I don't uh, step on your toes too much. But, you know, we are a full marketing agency, so we, you know, we charge, uh, you know, anywhere up from $3,000 a month to $5,000 a month for full services. But I'm going to assume that that's reserved for some very, you know, very small percentage of the, the client base out there. I think what works really good with, with Tech Site Builder and a few other solutions that I heard you mention, Matthew, is our marketing in the box. Hmm. So we provide a, a service called Marketing in the Box. It's $97 a month. You can sign up for it. It's month to month. There's no long-term commitments. And what I do in there is I put a bunch of marketing templates like eBooks, uh, landing page text. So if they got a Tech Site Builder site, they can put the landing page text on there. It's all written to convert. Uh, for different campaigns, sales letters, postcards, e-newsletters, print newsletters, marketing videos. So to complement what you guys do, um, we're actually starting in January doing webinars as a service. So for that same $97, we're going to have a webinar in there that you can actually just play, right? Nice. Or, upload, or upload it to YouTube and it's your webinar, right? Cool. Just pick any at the beginning and the end and it's yours, right? Uh, it's going to have full supporting text. We actually recorded it today. It's on Microsoft Outlook. It was an hour and 10 minutes long, so it was a long webinar. Nice. But we went into a lot of tips and tricks on how to – and 42 leads today generated from that one webinar. For uh, We had it we had a blasting live for about 18 of our clients. Mm-hmm. 42 leads all combined. People just asking questions about Outlook. Yep. And um, so – It's great. That kind of stuff. So 97 bucks a month. Uh, if people want to sign up, it's really easy. Ulistic.com slash box. BOX. Nice. Uh, let's take them to a PayPal page. Yeah, really uh, high tech. <laughs> Again, it's month to month. Um, and that's the perfect one. You know, and we do do websites and marketing websites for people too. Uh, and we do uh, SEO. We do all the same stuff that you mentioned. Uh, and you know, we also design email campaigns and uh, uh, social media management, stuff like that. So we're really at, uh, that solution for those um, managed service companies who know it's important to market, but don't have the time to do it themselves. They're too busy doing other things. Right. A lot of that heavy load off their plate or work together with people like yourselves and Prontos and vertical actions of the world 
if they have a website with them, we mark again the market in the box, the perfect solution kind of just bolts on to to it, and uh, you know it's. Uh, yeah, I think that's that's a great um, that's a great compliment to to tech site builder or any other thing you got going on with your website, and that's I, I, that's super important because a, a lot of those those that, that content generation is really the stumbling block with a lot of folks and and getting out there with different marketing, you know, getting a lead funnel set up on their website or getting you know social media presence or getting videos out there. It's just creating simple, all that content newsletter, right yeah just a simple newsletter i mean it's just it even just thinking about creating all this stuff is is overwhelming and people just say forget about it i'm just going to fix computers and so i think it's great to have you know something all wrapped up in a nice marketing in a box um so matthew just for all your listeners on here you know and my wife will probably shoot me for doing this because i usually run everything by her first <laughs> but, you know since it's, since it's the end of october and the new one's coming out next week if somebody signs up and mentions that they uh, watched this on your program, we'll give them October and November's for the price of November's. Oh, awesome. They get a free month. There you go. That's worth checking out just, just by itself. So awesome guys. So, so check that out, head over to uh or ulistic.com slash box. And, uh, and then when you sign up, let them know that you heard about this on the computer business marketing show. Um, and you'll get that uh, sweet deal. Awesome. Uh, Stuart, well, hey, it's been a pleasure. Uh, I learned a lot and I think hopefully this inspires folks to kind of get outside of their bubble and to start talking and, and interacting with the, the other IT service businesses in their area. And I, I think, you know, most of the time it's going to end up being a, a great thing and end up benefiting you and your business as well. Um, so I'm a big believer in that as well. This exactly is just what we talked about. Like, we never even realized what we had com- complementary products to each other. Yep. Until we actually talked about it. So again, it's, it's the power of working with your competitors is, you know, don't look at them as the evil stepsister, look at them as a friend, a colleague, a trusted companion. Some, you know, we've, we've even had meetings where we had three or four of the competitors in the room and shared ideas with each other. Yep. Yeah. There's a lot of good, there's a lot of good to come out of it. Awesome. Great. So uh, thanks again for being a guest. Um, and thank you guys for listening to this episode uh, or watching to this episode of the Computer Business Marketing Show. Uh, let's keep the conversation going, guys. So head on over to computerbusinessmarketing.com uh, and let us know what you think in the comments under the show notes. Uh, on the show notes, we'll have links to everything we've talked about on the episode. Uh, so you can check that out as well. And then and leave us a comment. Let us know what you think. Let us know your opinion, stories, good or bad about working with your competition. Uh, and again, don't forget about the Facebook group, Computer Business Marketing. On Facebook, request access, jump in, hang out with all of us. We'd love to see you there. Also, if you listen to the show in iTunes or Stitcher, be sure to uh, leave us a review. We love to hear your feedback and every comment does help so that the podcast can be found by others and then we can find other cool guests like Stuart to have on and it's a win-win for all of us. Finally, don't forget to check out our sponsor, Tech Site Builder. Thanks again for listening to the Computer Business Marketing Show. My name is Matthew Rodella saying here's to your success. Your success.